Episode 68 of Slam City, guys. Bring more here, Mr. Mac, on this breezy day in New York City. Nice, nice. Yeah, I have to wear my nice jacket today. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the house with the brand new Christmas clothes. Yeah, I was just happy with wearing it. I love wearing this jacket. That was really expensive, but it was a really good jacket. Okay. The brand's good. I think the brand is, um, I think it was Reach, I think. I gotta look at it. Mm -hmm. I look at the brand. Uh, wait, let me see. I'm gonna check right now, actually. Oh, yeah, it's Reason. Did you still have the tag on it? <laughs> wait, the tag? Wait, is that tag? Oh my god, the tag still. You still have the price tag on it. Yeah, I gotta take this off. Are you off. taking it back? No, no, I'm taking this off. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna take it off. Oh my god. That yeah. was me and not some woman. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that off after after the show for sure. Oh, <laughs> Come on, man! I didn't I didn't feel it. I didn't Jeez. really. I didn't even feel the tag. I was the like, first thing I do when I get a new piece of clothing <laughs> is take the tag off. Well, I, 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 yeah, that was it's my a fault. commitment. Means you're keeping it. Yeah, yeah, I should have taken it off. Yeesh. And before we go into sports, you know, I just read something here. Um, some breaking. I'm not breaking news, but some um, newsletter from the JasmineBrand.com website, mm -hmm. and they told me that uh, it says here that Monique wants fans to boycott Netflix because Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, and Amy Schumer are um, getting paid more than her, which is kind of laughable because you know, which is correct. <laughs> I mean, in some ways, I just feel like Chappelle and Chris Rock are icons. Schumer's is like on the rise, I guess you can say, because she's been doing a lot of she's stuff. She's more current. I'd yeah. say her and Monique are kind of... Monique's got more work in than yeah. Amy Schumer, but Amy Schumer is more current. Yeah. And Monique's been quiet for a while. And Monique got blackballed for a second, according well, to her. We don't want fans to boycott Netflix because of that. I mean, there's other stuff to watch on Netflix than comedians. You can't say that. Uh, I, I just think it was a real... Listen, you... She doesn't have the resume to stack up to, to um Chris Rock or Dave to Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, or any of the people that they kick it with. Yeah. Because Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, and Kevin Hart are pretty much the top of the food chain right now, as far as like comics are concerned. Yeah. Black comics specifically, but comics in general, those three dudes are like top of the food chain. Who's doing it better or more than them? Between movies, television. Those three do whatever they want, whenever they want, however they want. And it's always a big deal when they do it. Monique has been quiet for like the, at least the last four or five years. Yeah. I don't know how she expects to just come back out of the blue and get the same paycheck. Amy Schumer just came off of another special. Like, she's rolling. Yeah, she's been rolling lately. And you know, she's been, she's been good and everything. I just feel like... I'm not it's even an Amy Schumer fan. We, we neither. I mean, she's okay. I don't think she's uh, all that. But she's, I think she's kind of lame, but she's always around. She's always out and doing stuff. Monique's been super quiet. People don't even remember Monique is funny anymore. I know she's funny. I saw the Queens of Comedy. I know she's wild funny, but dude, nah. Nah. No, that's the wrong complaint. That's like being a jerk your whole life. And then saying people don't like you because you're black. <laughs> oh my god! Like, what about if you were just a jerk? Yeah. They didn't pay you less because you're a woman. They paid you less because you're not named Dave Chappelle or Chris Rock. It's true. That's why they paid you less. I would love to get paid the same amount as Steve Harvey. We both host shows. How come I can't get his paycheck? I know. See how, be, see, how, see how that evens out? Yeah, that would be, be crazy. Just we, that quick. Just make that much money for hosting a show that you love to do. Yeah. And have fun with it. Uh, hey, how come me and Zane Lowe don't get the same paycheck? I, I, 
I record shows. I, I interview people. How come me and him aren't being paid the same? Well, you know, because that's Zane Lowe and I'm me. Mm-hmm. And I'm more consistent than Zane Lowe. It's crazy. Yeah, no, it's stupid. Well, I'm just she's that. crazy. Well, she yeah, she's crazy. The argument is stupid. Well, at least she isn't getting into fights like the NBA now these past couple of weeks. So, you know, Wait it's for been it. it's just been. She's ins- also not dealing with these refs. <laughs> yeah, it's just been insane, man. I mean, just think about it, like one day I'm okay day. Um, <clears throat> it was an entertaining day, I guess. The Knicks won that day, so that was good. Good game too. Yeah, Frank had a double double, so his first double double, so it was good. Um, we then. Keep going. You gotta keep playing him more. We'll talk about that more. Um, but yeah, Warriors and Cavaliers, like the Warriors weren't even into that game like that. You can tell they weren't into the game. They're just like whatever until like the third quarter just ramped it up and then the game was over. Um, but then the Clippers and Rockets game was interesting because I was seeing it a little bit and I was like, you know, it's an entertaining game. Chris Paul coming back. Let's see how they play against them and everything. Mm-hmm. It just got all personal. Like D'Antoni was was cursing at Blake Griffin and stuff like that. Blake but, had that coming. Yeah, and then and and then Trevor Reza was talking to Austin Rivers who who's known to be a guy that likes to start a lot of things Trevor since like high school. Austin. No, Austin Rivers. Mm-hmm. According to Jackie McMullen who who was on ESPN, she said something about in high school he used to do the same thing where he used to shut people up and this and that, trash talk. He's never he's like the same person basically as right now. Mm-hmm. And then, you know... So what you're telling me is he hasn't grown up. Yeah, he hasn't grown up. No, he just likes to talk cr- trash to everybody. And I get it. I mean, if you... you yeah, if you do it and you do it well, you like talking trash to everybody, it's all good. Yeah. So then Blake Griffin and was Trevor Reza, they were, like, talking each other. And Griffin got ejected or something like that at the end of the game. And then the weirdest thing I've ever seen was that... I don't understand this philosophy of players, but apparently was it Trevor Reza, I think... Uh, CP3. Yeah, CP3, Capella, or Harden, I think. I think those three are the Harden was trying to stop it or But three of them wanted to go to the Clippers' locker room to find Austin Rivers. So what you're telling me is that you got to go into the locker room with 15 other players and get jumped. If you're trying to really trying to fight with with, with Austin Rivers, because or there's you other just think that they're that soft that they're not going to do anything. Yeah, going to let you. When you have out. Patrick Beverly and DeAndre Jordan there and Blake Griffin, like you guys aren't going to do anything. I don't know whose side <laughs> those guys would be on, though. And then the funny thing was there was police presence because apparently yes. they call the police. I'm did like, what? See, did you see Chuck yeah. and Charles Barkley? Uh, Charles Barkley and Shaq laughing yeah. at that? Yeah. Like, how hard they laughed at that? Because it's police presence? Like, what? They could not stop laughing. I started laughing just watching them laughing. It just made no sense whatsoever. I'm like, is it really that serious? Like... It, it's just like they, they weren't gonna fight probably they were just gonna be like talking and stuff cause you know I mean, how players don't fight these days yeah nobody's gonna actually let a fight happen but that was ridiculous and the fact that it was on MLK day was kind of disturbing too I mean it's supposed to be a yeah, day it's it supposed to be a day where you know it's supposed to be you know everybody together equality you know it doesn't matter which you are black white Hispanic you know Asian all that stuff it's supposed to be together mm-hmm. but then this this stuff happened I'm like are you kidding me like that happens on that day but then it just gets worse and worse throughout the week because let me see right here uh the second fight was Orlando's Aaron Lafala who used to be a Nick which was crazy wild swing at some Minnesota player for no reason yeah I couldn't make that out to save my life I'm like what in the world he about to just swing at him for no reason like that like it's not that serious and then he then you know of course they both got ejected or whatever then Wednesday it was Michael Carl Williams and and Jason Smith they are you know have fighting apparently and then Tim Frazier too 
because you know the Tar Horns were winning by like a thirty because the Wizards because the Wizards just are horrible against under five hundred teams for some reason. I don't know why. I think mm-hmm. they arrive or something. They could just go up and show up and start playing whatever. And they do not. Yeah, and and, and that was another fight. And I'm thinking to myself, man, what are all these fights coming out this week? Well, all these referees, and then the biggest one, I think the most blasphemous, must blasphemous one though, is probably the referees mm-hmm. this whole week. But more important, with Courtney Lee, and, and uh, the Knicks were down by three, trying to get the ball back, and they should have got the ball back because the guy stepped over the line and stuff. Automatic and that's, lane, yeah. lane violation. Automatic yeah, Knicks ball. That should have been Knicks ball. Tomorrow, Junior was staying at two, he and then right at it. Courtney was talking to a rookie, and you just talking whatever trash and, and everything. He was flopping. Yeah, and he, he didn't even curse or, or anything. He even said it after the game. Like, he didn't curse at the guy or anything. He just talking to him. And then the guy, Derek Stepan, whatever his name is, which if you are you know the referee's name, you know you're a bad referee. That's like the number one written rule exactly. in sports. If you ever play sports, you know if you know the guy's referee, he sucks. And he's bad. So then he got technical foul for for that, and I'm like, are you kidding me? In a close game like that, you're gonna give a guy technical foul, and it's just been horrible. After the game, of course, when he started cursing at the referee, like, are you kidding me? With all that stuff, and he he about to like fight him or something, whatever, and yeah, holding by, him back. By but then he's really tight, like that. Yeah, ref, those refs literally cost the Knicks the game. And then you look at it like the pa- this this season overall. I mean, you see stars. Get kicked out, LeBron, which is fu- which is funny in my opinion. He got kicked out, but still, like he I just mean, kicked him out. When I think about when I think about Le- all the things LeBron has done, yeah, and gotten away with, yeah. in this league, that's just kind of I don't even. They think it was just overdue. Yes, yes, yes. I think he was kicked out, and 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 it's not to say that what he was doing didn't. What he was doing didn't justify him getting kicked out either. I thought he was wilding out when he got kicked out. I thought. I always look at LeBron and think to myself, if that were any other player, okay, they would have been teed up by now. Yeah, if that was any other player, he'd have been teed. It'd have been two tees by now. Like Carmelo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Like Russell Westbrook. Almost any other player. Russell Westbrook is te- he got teed up and he got kicked. He got ejected out of a game too. Yeah. And th- and then what? Earlier in the season, Kevin Durant, who had like anger problems with her, now he's calmed down. Yeah, now, but there's now, something wrong with KD. Yeah, now now, now now he's calmed down now though, but it's like. Now you see him that, you know, he got ejected too. And then Stephen Curry, he threw his mouthpiece, got ejected. Like, there's a lot of stars that got ejected for dumb stuff. Which I think is a good thing. I don't think it's a good thing. I don't think it's a good thing if a referee's ejecting the stars, though, not like some role player or something. I I think it's a good thing that all players are being all treated equal. What I don't think is a good thing is ejecting them over stupid things. Like play-ons and and when they're not even talking to you. Like, yeah. It's not Courtney your business. Lee wasn't being extra demonstrative, like they say, is a problem. You can't be super demonstrative. Okay, which is why I think LeBron got kicked out because he's always over the top with his reaction. And if I saw some big six nine muscle bound dude running at me, yelling full speed, I might panic and, and toss him too. So I get that. I totally understand being extra demonstrative, and I understand talking to the ref foul, and I even understand slightly. When you're doing stuff purposely to try to intimidate the ref, yeah, I, I kind of get that. Well, I don't like, think you should tee him up. I think you should. I think it can be one technical, but I don't think you should throw anybody out. Or no, actually, no, I don't. But you know, I understand if a ref wants to do that. Yo, stop staring at me. Stop. You know, stop trying to intimidate me. Knock it off. But even, come on, even if you're just staring, you're not doing anything. Uh, like, even though I think that's corny, what I'm saying is there's a precedent for it. So I, I kind of, if that. He wasn't even talking to the ref, wasn't looking to the ref, wasn't being... Nothing I just mentioned 
under precedence of being teed up and thrown out, nothing I just mentioned was happening. It wasn't. And I remember I remember a few years ago it was in the Western Conference Finals with Portland and Lakers with and I think Rasheed Wallace was staring at our for and he got a technical foul. And then Steve Smith was there and he's like, No, no, no. He's like, dude, he didn't yeah. do anything. He didn't do anything. Talk to just, me, talk to me. What did he do? And he's like he's staring at him and everything. Trying he got technical foul for that. Yeah. I mean, intimidate you. Just staring at you. What you can't do that. So, no, so let me get this straight. He's, he's a punk. Let me get this straight. So you can't talk because if you talk, you get a technical foul. But if you stare at free, you get a technical foul. So what the hell are you supposed to do then? Just stare at the the floor Look and, and every then other and, way. and what if what if you, you still know, get to go foul with throwing the floor? You know, you know what? You know where I'm gonna give it to you. Where I'm gonna give you your point, and I'm gonna take back what I said and retract what I said. Um, I'm gonna take back the concept of. Any technical that we've seen before is setting a precedent for the next technical, making yeah. the next technical a little bit okay because we've seen it before. I'm gonna I'm gonna completely take that back because Tim Duncan got a tech for sitting on the bench laughing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's dumb. You, there's no way <laughs> I can justify you being so sensitive that you tee somebody up because they're sitting not looking at you, not thinking about you, but literally laughing and you feel the need to tee them up. It made absolutely no sense. And we're talking about the stone-faced God himself, Mr. No Expression Deluxe. And you found a way he, where he was being too demonstrative where you needed to tee. That just tells me you were focused on him. And also, like, if, if you can't say anything, but you could run away from a foul call or something, right? And you get mad and you run away to the other side because, you know, you want to set up defense. You just, I heard somebody got a technical foul for that. Like, just running yeah, and they'll, stuff. They'll like, tell you're being too demonstrative. Remember like, when Tech? Remember when Melo got a Tech because... He threw the ball to the ref. And yeah. The ref turned around as he was tossing him the ball, and it hit the ref in the back, and the ref turned around and teed him up for it. And he's like, "Wait, what, 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 for what? Like, like no, he, I was throwing you the ball. You turned like, go what? He was, yeah. Go look at the replay. Go check the camera. I was throwing the ball to you, and you turned around. I had no idea you were gonna turn. And it it was so when you watched it, it was so in the moment. Like just as Mello was going to throw yeah. it to him, the guy turned around. It just left his hand, and he wasn't watching at all. But yes, man, like. That Courtney Lee tech, the non-call of the, the lane violation. Yeah. The 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 BS call on Kristaps. I mean, that's been going on around the league though, just so much. Even, even I remember back then, like when Des Brown was playing, he just like sit down the court, and for some foul call, and he got a technical foul for that. <laughs> like, so you can't do any. Like, I don't get it. What are these? What do you want them to be? Be robots? These players? Like, players have emotions too. Listen, when I, when I was in high school wrestling. I remember I got a technical foul for arguing for Reese saying this was a pin. That, like, this was a pin and everything. I didn't, I didn't get any call. And then I got technical for that. And he's like, are you kidding me? And I remember his name. His name is Bob because everybody knows him in wrestling referee. He's the name. worst. Yeah, he was the you're, worst. You're a bad ref. I don't understand what the hell a pin was. I got mad and I got a technical for, I guess, expressing my emotions and everything. I'm like, are you kidding me? It made no sense. I got frustrated with that. If you know the ref's name. That means he's a bad ref. Yeah, he is. And I and get it. know the name. The only ref whose name I know who's a good ref is the dude who raced Charles Barkley and kissed him at the end. Oh, that guy? Which I thought was just <laughs> hilarious. I don't remember his name off the top, but he was like 70-something years old, still refing. I love that guy. It just Dick, it makes no sense. Dick Pavetta. All these referees, though, this just makes no sense. Even sports overall, like, like if you could rank the, the referees in sports that have been the worst, I would I say. Basketball. Well, you could put basketball. You can make an argument for baseball, too, because sometimes umpires just make these strike calls. Like, they're not even a strike, and they're, like, literally outside the strike zone, and they still call a strike. And then that's why the hitters argue and stuff if they get a strikeout. You could have the same thing with baseball. You can have the same thing with basketball. I mean, you could say basketball first, baseball second. 
football third um soccer sometimes too because soccer they just give red cards for nothing like you, you mean like a little slip or whatever you get a red card for yeah, that you tripped over the ref the ref red card yeah like something like that like it makes yeah. no sense just get a red car or a yellow car or whatever if it wasn't even a, a a dirty tackle or whatever and i get it you can't slide kick somebody because you hit their legs it's like a red car automatically but yeah like basketball is still the worst to me basketball is the worst because they just they don't know how to control these players and then that's why you're seeing that during the all-star break they're going to do something with the players and the referee are gonna talk it out and say what they're gonna do and how they gotta fix this because right now it looks bad for the NBA in my opinion. I mean, fans pay a lot of money to see these stars play. They don't pay to see a bunch of scrubby players that are 14, 15. No offense to them, they're making good money. Okay, they're making more money than any of us. So you know they, they they're fine being a bench player, or whatever. But no one came to see those bench players. They came to see the stars. Facts. So that's why I'm like, why are you doing this in? In pivotal moments of the game, when it's a close game, or when when a star is just frustrated about something, you just kick him out, or you take him out of the game, he's ejected. It's just it's just bad for the game. It's bad for the sport. And I know Adam Silver's probably looking at this and saying, "Well, how am I gonna fix this? Because you, I can't ha- have can't keep this happening. Like you can't have these star players just be ejected for these dumb calls sometimes, and they're trying to express themselves and everything." I got remember Porzingis called referee the p word, and uh, he got to go for that or something. Well, do it. <laughs> it just made no sense, man. No, no, that'll do it. That makes perfect sense. If, that, <laughs> if you're going to take somebody up for anything, that, that would seem to be the thing to do. It would. Um, But these refs earn it. Like, they're getting face-to-face with the players, headbutting and all this other stuff. And They want to control the game, though. That's the thing. Yeah, and you, they, no, one wants, no one wants that. No one wants to allow you to control the game. It's almost like good. we don't need you stepping in the middle of it, ruining things. Referees are kind of like cops in real life sometimes. I'm not saying all, well, because it's a little different because, of course, your cops are going to arrest somebody for doing something like an assault or whatever, a criminal charge. But I'm saying at some point, you're looking at like referees are taking control of the game like they own it and they're the ones that dictate everything. Just like you're seeing today in society where cops are attacking people, especially minorities, for no reason sometimes and that's why you're seeing a lot of deaths you're seeing a lot of assaults for no reason when the guy's just saying oh, I'm gonna stop and he still gets attacked or whatever by the cop and then accidentally you get like shot which is horrible and you've seen those stories and that's why you know, a lot of people have been disgusted by cops these days mm-hmm. and now I'm saying all cops are bad just like all not all cops I mean all, all refs all are bad you know but it's almost like a similarity and just, just that in sports like it's just really bad to see the referees take control like for instance, in the playoffs, and we'll talk about a little bit that as well. Um, like if let's say they make a bad call in the game in the playoffs, where it's like a pass interference call, and sometimes it wasn't. The guy just tripped, mm-hmm. and he gets a flag for that. Like in the pivotal game, like a close game, it's like 21-21, and thirty seconds left, and he makes a long throw, and he gets flagged because the guy tripped or something, and he gets like a holding or whatever, and that's mm-hmm. bad. Like you don't even know. Like if he didn't cause it, and he gets a flag for then the player, ha- the team has a chance to convert on it and all that stuff. That's why NFL referees, in my opinion, also have been bad too because they just put flags left and right like nothing mm-hmm. on sportsmanlike conduct, a holding call, like the f- the f- defensive players overall. It's hard for them to to actually try to make an impact on an offensive player when they know they're probably gonna get flagged for some deep blast when they didn't even touch the guy or something like mm-hmm. that. So like it's just it's been horrible. And they instant replay doesn't even help either because they still make bad and they decisions. Don't, and they don't go look at it. Yeah, and basketball players too. I mean, in the NBA, same thing. They don't even look at it. Like I remember even uh, last year when Dennis Schroeder um, put the ball on the ground hard after a, a bad call. 
didn't get no technical foul because you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to slam the ball after the get uh, the ball and then uh, it goes out to the stands or anything. Right. You got no foul for that whatsoever. No technical foul or anything. So it's like referees either they don't like you or they they hate you or they're just gonna be like when you make one bad call, that's it. Everybody somehow says they miss Joey Crawford now because though Joey Crawford's been the worst because he's like if you mess up with one time, he's gonna give you something to go foul for that. So it's I, like I think Joey Crawford kind of set the precedent for like these horrible modern day refs. Yeah, I think he's the guy who just kind of he's like he's like the first bad ref in my head. Every <laughs> yeah, he's a bad. Ref. Everybody else, every other ref, in my opinion, made mistakes. They do wasn't exactly something they were doing on purpose. You know what I mean? It, it didn't like it. That wasn't like they had a grudge. It looked like a foul to them. They called it. It wasn't a foul. It it wasn't it, it was a foul. They missed it. They didn't call it. Like you know stuff like yeah. that. And that's where you know for me a ref is just human. Okay, no problem. No harm, no foul. I'm not even you know I'm not tripping off that. It's when refs start deciding the game. Just it's bad. when it's when Christoph Porzingis can do the exact same thing someone else does. Joel Embiid or 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 Giannis. He can do any of these things that they do and get called for it, and they don't. Or somebody can foul him because he's super tall and they're wild grabby trying to get at the ball. Nobody gets a reach in foul for him. Nobody that that never happens. You never. He's seven feet tall. You telling me no one's getting a reach in foul? Of all things, you gotta reach in to get to the ball if he's standing right. And he tends to rush shots, but I think it's. I. I don't think Chris Stops is rushing shots. I think he's trying to get the and one. Yeah, trying to get the foul, and he's not getting any right. calls. That's why and he's getting so frustrated. He chucks the ball up, thinking they're about to call it so he can get it in the act of shooting. And then when nothing happens, he's just kind of like, what the hell? Now everybody's running back down the court, and he can't understand why the whistle didn't blow. Absolutely no sense, man. Absolutely no sense whatsoever. I that mean, that Courtney Lee foul was egregious. It was, was ridiculous. I was upset when I heard. I was like, are you kidding me? Giving them a foul for that? Are you serious? First, you first you blew the blew the um, Tim Hardaway the Jr. Off. Yeah, and Tim also Hardaway. before that, the Brazilian's foul, which made absolutely no yeah, sense that was, whatsoever. That was crazy. That was crazy. Like, are you kidding me with it's that? Like, I'm telling you, they just it's, it felt like they just wanted the Grizzlies to win. I mean, they, the foul disparity was off all night. But that's what I don't understand too. Even at home, that's like that too. And I'm like, isn't at home you supposed to get yeah, more calls? Yeah, I don't calls? understand that. Like, I don't, I don't get that. You, you, in the garden, we don't get we any don't get calls. Yeah, calls. You're at, at home. Like, don't you get yeah. more calls than you're on the road? Like, what's that? How does that give confidence for a team when they play at home? Like, you'd be like, oh, I'm got the same crap I had on the road. Mm. And the Knicks Makes are no still sense. better at home than they are anyplace else. But yeah, they've been, they don't get hometown calls at all. Yeah, that does not happen. And look at the best. <laughs> I had this list of the best NBA fights of all time. The number eleven was Kobe Bryant versus Chris Child. I remember that, that fight. Make number eleven. <laughs> That's that number eleven. Fight. Chris just kind of two pieced him. Sean Bradley against Walt Williams. I think I remember that fight. It's interesting because you have a seven six guy going up against some small guy, which is funny. Um, Jeff Van Gundy, you know, oh, Larry God. Johnson, Alonzo Morning. <laughs> yeah, you know, He's he, down there holding on for dear life. That fight was crazy. See, that, that was, was a nice. fight. That was a fight back then. Yeah. But unlike these fights now, they just talk, like the trash talkers tussle when it's Michael Jordan, and Michael Jordan and uh, Reggie Miller had the little thing and you know grabbing and stuff like that. That's a mm-hmm. fight. Lakers versus Kings. I think I remember that fight. Uh, Ray Allen and Kenyon Dooling. That was a good. That was a weird fight. Larry Bird, Doctor J was interesting. 
Um, I think I remember correctly. It was just some some bogus car or something like that. Knicks versus Bulls. I mean, remember that. 1994. I mean, it was in the documentary, of course, in the Knicks and winning time, whatever. But mm-hmm. a little part of the Knicks and Bulls, you know, Michael Jordan was arguing with the, the Knicks and they started grabbing each other and started fighting. And it was like a group thing and everybody started fighting. Mm-hmm. Denver Nuggets and the Knicks, remember that with, with J.R. Smith and Carmelo and then, and then the other Knicks back in the day. And it's just, they got ejected or something like that. Like Jeffries fit. had uh, Melo running for Yeah. <laughs> he was stalking down on him. Yep. And, and then, because you actually felt like a, like a, those sneaky punches, whatever. Mm-hmm. And remember, no one remembers that anymore with Carmelo when he had that fight with them. No one talks about that mm-hmm. with the Knicks. Um, remember the mouth at the palace? Remember that? Like, you How know. How you forget? That was like the biggest fight probably ever. remember. That's number one, right? Yeah, number one. Okay. There you I remember go. that fight. I mean, it was the end of the game. It was over. They hit a hard foul Ben Wallace. And now Ben Wallace just pushed them like really hard. Ron Artest. Ron Artest goes and lays on the scorer's table. And he goes Somebody on the fans, yeah. And he runs up into the stands to get the guy he thought threw the beer. I'm not even sure if he got the right guy. I'm not sure either. But, but he starts like beating the crap out of this one guy. And then they start jumping on him. And Steven Jackson comes running up there. And he decides to jump in because... He's just super loyal, and he's not going to let anybody um, jump all over his guy. I mean, these fights have just been ridiculous, I mean, back then either. But it's almost like this is why I say that sports is probably the best reality show on television. Yeah, you can have all the other reality shows and entertainment channels, and they're okay. You know, they, they, but it's also it's not as real as in sports when most of the time you get a lot of drama and emotion. Mm-hmm. Over over calls, over dumb stuff, and players go crazy. Like even in baseball, you have fights. Like I remember the fight with A Rod and the Red Sox and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember that fight. Or even this past season, you have Bryce Harper fight with a pitcher because he hit him, and then he, he threw the helmet differently. Or and the Yankees and the blue and like the Blue Jays and stuff like that. I mean, oh no, the Yankees and Tigers actually. Yeah, that was a fight with a catcher, and everybody started to come up. Like, baseball fights have been crazy, too, back in the day. They throw some real good hands in baseball. I know. And it always comes out with people getting ejected or out suspended for, like, 10 games or whatever and all that stuff. Um, I think NFL, you see fights, but not as much as before. Like, before those fights, actually. Now it's just like, you know, if you get hit in the helmet, you get a certain roughness or something like that, and they don't really they just talk it out and stuff. But NFL is kind of weird sometimes when it comes to these fights because you can find what helmets like you gotta hurt yourself so you really with helmet. can't punch anybody yeah unless you take out your helmet or you use the helmet as a weapon which is what you don't want to do either yeah because he's still wearing his and now you don't have on yours i mean odell and you know josh norman that was like Who's just the dude crazy running, what's his name khalif cat the dude snatching chains off oh yeah yeah um a key to leave. I can't stand that dude. <laughs> I, just keep, I think he's actually his chain, though. Every time they fight. I can't stand Like, to me, that is, like, the corniest. <laughs> I can't even laugh at it, bro. It's, 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 first of all, it's super corny. Super corny. But why is he doing it? That's what I don't understand. Not a, because it's, it's a sign of, it's a real sign of disrespect in the, in the hood when you snatch somebody's chain. And, but it's for low lives. Like, it, it's. He did it twice. It's literally something that low life people do. Chain snatching. Yeah. That's for low life. I I can't say it any any worse than that without cursing. You're literally a low life if you're snatching someone's chain. You're just you're just scum. He did it twice on Crabtree. Yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's yeah. a real low life. And then when him and Crabtree got into it, all of a sudden everybody couldn't understand why Crabtree was acting the way he did. This dude's a this dude's scum. He's like. He's a pig. Why wouldn't I do everything 
under the sun to him. Yeah, this is what I would do with these NBA fights, though, and these referees got to stop doing this. But when they when they talk after, during the All-Star break, this is what they got to do, okay? They got to straighten it out man-to-man and say the players got to be honest with themselves. Just the referees got to be honest with themselves. They got to be like, listen, we got to fix this because it's hurting the brand and it's hurting the fans, and we don't want to get ejected all the time. So I think you guys need to let the players police themselves in some ways expressing their emotions because it is an emotional game and we're not going to be robots and not be emotional when it comes to these foul calls that you guys give us and you know you got to be real sometimes and if we're talking to a player you shouldn't give us a technical foul if you're if you're not exactly trying to get a technical foul for staring at a referee i don't think that's a technical foul i think that's just a a way of saying i can't talk to you so i need to stare at you because i need your attention or something like that but i'm not cursing you out or anything i'm just staring at you like and if i run to the other side of the court for a bad foul call that's not technical either so it's like they gotta talk this out they gotta be like just saying they gotta be honest with each other about this because it's gotta stop i mean the fact that now I know it's kind of relevant, kind of, but the fact that I play 2K and I got to go foul on the headset for talking, for I guess cursing, I guess, and they heard me. I, can't, do I don't know how it is. I showed the video before, right? Uh, yeah, that was crazy. I just got to go foul for for after a dunk, and I guess I cursed in the mic, and then I got unsportsmanlike un- conduct or something like that. And I'm like, I never seen that before in a 2K game where you get to go foul for saying that. It's incredible, though. I guess they actually heard me in the headset, and like, and it was crazy. But it's kind of realistic too. But still, like. I'm just saying, like, they just got to hash it out. And I think if they hash it out, I think things will be much better in the second half of the season. Hopefully, there won't be that many technical fouls. There won't be that many ejections or these fights or these so-called fights. Because even Greg Popovich is like, you know, he's like, oh, you mean those typical MMA fights where they go, let, let me at him, let me at him. I want to kick, you know, his, his ass. But somebody help me back. And he's like, these fights are like the silliest and painful things I've ever seen. It's like never a fight. It's always just like back and forth. They don't really fight, fight like back in the day or whatever. But... Yeah, so I think that you just tell definitely talk. not the same as back in the day. It wasn't because at least back in the day they actually were actually punching each other and grabbing and doing all this other stuff. Like in the nineties, especially when you don't want to get a foul call, but when you drive to the lane, you get elbowed and you start a fight for because of that stuff. Like it's serious stuff. So yeah, they gotta hash it out. I'll, I'm sure they hash it out, but it's gotta be fixed as soon as possible. Otherwise, we have the same problems over and over and over again, and you don't want that. I. Just get on these refs. They don't, they, know, they don't even get penalized in front of the players, which I think, you know what? Okay. Remember how you compared them to cops? Yeah. Say it again? They should penalize referees. That's what I'm saying. You know how you, you, know you compared them to cops? Yeah. I think one of the biggest people problems that people have with cops is that when cops do foul things, yeah, like or they're incorrect, yeah, like or they're, they assault people, or they harass you or over something. Or they shot you for, some, for something like that. They like, don't pay for it. They do, but we never see it happen. That cop is never made to. Rarely, rarely is that one cop made to apologize, or or given any kind of. We never know. They just tell you he's been disciplined. Yeah, you don't know what that means. Like he's never. I guess the best way I can put it is, if a cop harasses you, let's say like he's he's holding you. Um. I I rarely see. Uh, how do I say this? How do I say this? Cops get reprimanded according to who? You know what I mean? Like the person. If, if you got, if me and you were pulled over by a cop for something bogus, let's just say we're walking and we get pulled over 
and now they're harassing us and they won't let us go and they want to see our IDs and then they put us in handcuffs. Okay, that's me and you standing there in front of all these people who are looking at us like we're criminals. They're just walking by us, looking at us like we're complete crooks. That's embarrassing, it's humiliating, and it, it adds to a stigma. Their punishment for publicly humiliating and publicly harassing and publicly antagonizing us is always a private punishment. Yeah. It's a punishment way far away from everybody else. That's what kills me about it. Like that really that really just I don't I don't even know what to say about that. That is so it's so ridiculous. It really is. If the if we did that, if the ref who cost Courtney Lee the game, cost the Knicks the game, had to do a press conference afterwards and tell everybody, Hey, listen, I blew it. I think he has he said in a statement. Although he, said, although he said it was like an appropriate behavior, but a, you know that bogus stuff. No, that but say. like he did, but the, that's it. All he has to do is tell you something bogus, and then you never hear from him again. I think he should be pulled in front of the same people that Courtney Lee has to talk to. Like you cost us the game, you should have to pay for it. And if if you're not gonna pay for it out of your pocket with a fine for that bad of a call, which I think refs should get. I think when the call is super egregious, yes, they should be fine. Keep them in check. I think if it's not going to be that, then yes, you should at least have to answer and embarrass yourself the same way you embarrass the team. Well, That's should, what I think should happen. I, I think what they should also do is maybe you should just suspend these referees for like 10 games or something if they make a bogus call. And I get it. You don't get paid a lot, these referees in the NBA. But still, like if you got to do a call that's going to cost you a game or if you eject a star for some stupid reason – like suspend them for a game or maybe for five games just to see how see how they react see how they they ref differently when it comes to that game again because i think that makes them more aware of themselves of saying oh if i make this call it's gonna be bad if it maybe the players need to police themselves and not make this call and stuff like that you know mm-hmm. like i remember even steve jobs back in the day used to miss calls and this call and that call and Allen iverson all that stuff i remember mm-hmm. those like he even said himself, like, oh, I missed that call. I'm sorry about that and this and that. But at least he's more reasonable, I think, in some ways. But, you know, I just got to fix it. But speaking of, of all this NBA stuff, you know, the All-Star game is, like, in a couple – well, All-Star weekend is in a couple of weeks. I think exactly almost a month from now, actually. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of ratchetness. Yeah. It's in Los Angeles, which I didn't even know. Uh, I, wish I, I wish I went there just to watch the game and, and all the other stuff. But – um. Yeah. So they announced the stars yesterday on TNT. If you guys missed it, um, what it, LeBron and Stephen Curry are captains, of mm-hmm. course. But you have the other players, which is uh, let's see, we got Giannis, we got Joel Embiid, we got Kyrie Irving, and Demar Derozan, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, uh, Demarcus Cousins. So the new format this year is that these captains can pick. These starters, any of these stars, it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. from their conference. It can be from the Eastern, like when Ron can pick somebody from the Western Conference, Seven Curry can pick somebody from the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. So, since LeBron most likely gonna have the first pick, who do you think LeBron's gonna pick? James Harden. Really? Because I thought you were gonna say Kevin Durant. That's a good one too. That's a good one too. But I think I think going after Harden, you go after Durant if you want to make a statement. You got Durant you want to make a pass. <laughs> you want to start passing and scoring and all that. Hardy can shoot. If, if you can't get Steph, go get. Not gonna get. Well, Steph's a captain, so you can't pick Steph right. if you want to. That's what I'm yeah. saying. You can't yeah. have him or Westbrook. Last year's MVP. You go. Actually, you can only pick the starters in this. I think 
because I think that I know the coach is going to announce the reserves next week. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could. I think. I think. Yeah. If they start, if they start the reserves next week, then I could see LeBron picking one of the reserves too. But I think for sure LeBron's probably going to pick Kevin Durant. Or maybe James Harden, like you said. I didn't see that coming, though, James Harden. Yeah, I think one of those two. Or Anthony Davis. Or Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be an all-star this year. He's been injury-prone. And you want to talk about who's not going to be an all-star that should be? Damian Lillard. Oh, my God. How do you pick Damian Lillard? How do you leave Damian Lillard off the list? Well, I keep telling him this. I even keep tweeting it out on his Twitter when he gets frustrated. Like, you know, if you went to the Eastern Conference team, you'd probably be an all-star. You'd already. be the man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is this, name me one team that couldn't use him. Well, John Wall is already doing his thing on the way. The Knicks. So they went the Knicks. The absolutely. Knicks. The Knicks, absolutely. Damian Lillard, Villanova, Knicks, you don't, you, first of all, a lot of people love him. He turns that team around. Yeah, he loves. He comes people. to the Knicks. He turns that team around. A lot of people love him because of his toughness. Instant, they are instant playoff yeah. contention. A lot of people love him because of his toughness. You know, he's not afraid of the moment. This and that. He's also a good rapper, which is pretty good. I'm, I'm serious. He as plays a, well as New York. A, yeah, as a player, he's actually a pretty good rapper. Not well. I think he might be better than Shaq. A lot of people say Shaq is a good rapper or something, but I think he was okay and everything. And Chumper was trash, so I'm all listening to him, but. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, his brand is gonna be much better in New York City than he was in Portland. I know. Can we trade for him? Who who could we give them though? We'll who would they Frank? want? Frank. Hmm. Frank. I trade. I trade Frank. You trade him. Frank. I trade Frank for him. I think Frank could be good with Daniel Leonard actually. Defending wise, at least he could play shooting guard. He doesn't shoot enough. He will shoot enough though. He he, but he doesn't. Okay, okay. Let me do it like this. If I had to give some pieces to get Damian Lillard, yeah. Right? Okay, first of all, I only want to give up like three players. Well, you gotta give up. Um, I think you might give up Herman Gomez. You have to give up Herman Gomez or Kyle O'Quinn. They want one of those two. But they already have um, Nurkic, Portland. They, they want one of those guy? two. They're gonna want oh. one of those two because Kyle O'Quinn's been playing really, really good lately. And you know the saying in the NBA is, you can play yourself out of a job. So he's been playing super good. Joakim Noah, they won't want untradeable Noah unless unless his contract is about to end and they get to take it off the books. Or maybe they could do something where they could just play half and half, which I don't think they could do. I don't think they I, want Noah at all. I think I think it's I think it's going to come down to either O'Quinn or Herman Gomez, right? Um, Frank. They may want Frank. They may not trade Berg. I trade Berg for him. I would do it too, actually. Uh, for Damian Lillard, yeah, I trade. But I'd I'd like to be if I'm being 100 percent honest, I'd like to keep Burke. They they probably want Hardaway. I don't want Trey Hardaway, which I wouldn't want to trade. I'll tell you the pieces I'd be willing to give up. I'll uh, tell you who 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 I, who I'd be willing to hand over to him. Uh, McDermott. Yeah. Baker. He's kind of a pest, though. He's like a. I'm not mad at he's him. He's like our Marcus Smart. I'm not a mad poor at man's Marcus Smart. I'm not mad uh, at him. This is not a personal thing. Yeah. I like Baker, but I'm just telling you who I'd be for Damian Lillard. Yes, these are the things I'd be willing to do. Um, like I said, uh, Ron Baker. Okay. Either Kylo Quinn or Willie Herman Gomez. Not both of them, but one or the other. But if you trade both, say it again. What if you trade both? No, then we then we just stuck with Noah and Cantor. We don't have another center we unless you unless you move Porzingis. That's Porzingis. Yeah. But Cantor off the, the bench. I don't want Cantor off the bench. He's way too effective. I, but I think they play better at small ball than this big lineup because big lineups tend to they get killed by small teams with these big lineups. The, the problem and is they can't defend the three. A lot of 
But that's where you run into a big chunk of the problem because most of these three balls are coming off of Porzingis and the big men are the ones shooting him and he doesn't come out far enough to stick to three. But I think if he was at center, I think he would stick out more than if he was at power forward. That's just I don't me. know about that. Because then, got... then Beasley would be the one defending these guys at power forward. And he's 6-9, so he can definitely yeah, try but I think they're shooting over him. I think the Joel Embiid's of the world, the, the Giannis's of the world... I think those dudes that shoot Anthony Davis, I think they're shooting over him all day. But you're also killing them, too. Say it again? You're also killing them on the fast break because he's fast. Possible, him. but if they catch up to him, they're blocking the shot. I, I think Gaz will be good. It would come to the next, I think, if the Giannis. If the Bucks, Bucks don't do anything, I could see him go to the next. Of course, play and playing with, and playing yeah. with uh, KP, they'd, yeah. be, they'd be excellent. They're be both long. fast. They're both mobile. Yeah, I'll <laughs> <laughs> I mean, doing alley oops and stuff. It'd be a long team, but yeah, if you want to trade for Damian Leonard, listen. There's reports now that Kemba Walker now is on a trading block, and if I were the Knicks, I wouldn't fall for this because a he's 27 years old, and b yeah, I know he's making only 12 million a year for next year, which is incredibly cheap. Mm-hmm. I just don't think you want to trade pieces for Kemba Walker. I think a lot of fans really like Frank Ntilikina because. Of his defense, and he's gonna get better. Mm-hmm. I mean, for some point, Frank could be good, maybe in two years, and become a two-way no. player. You keep Frank. You keep I want to keep Frank. I think Frank should not be traded, but everybody else should be I don't, traded. I don't want to trade. I'll tell you. I'll tell you who my starting five is. How right. about how about this? What if I trade? If I, I'm willing to give up, Hernan Gomez or Kyle Quinn, maybe Tim Hardaway Jr. or Courtney Lee, and then a pick for for Damian Leonard. One or the other between Courtney Lee and, and um, Hardaway, and I'll I'll throw in Trey Burke too. I, see, I wouldn't want to do that because I'll throw him because they need a point guard. Then I'll throw in Baker. Portland needs a point guard, so they would have no point guard. I'll throw in Baker. Okay, I'll throw in Baker and Burke. I wouldn't. I wouldn't see. Here's my starting lineup. If I if I if this team would run my way, if I could do this my way, Jared Jack would probably be off the team. Um, Trey Burke and Hardaway would start because they played together already. They know each other as the one and the two. And then from there, one, two, uh, who's my three? Who's my three? Who plays the three now? Courtney Lee, I think. Courtney Lee plays the three? Because Tom Wright Jr. is playing shooting guard. Well, they might switch. I don't even know how it is. But I know they're starting to start a lineup when it's healthy. They didn't start a lineup. Those two are my one and two. Cantor is my five. KP is my four. I like I like KPF five. I can do I can do McDermott starting at my three. You could. I can do that. And coming off the bench, you now have an even more ill hit squad because now you have Frank coming off the bench, playing with uh, either O'Quinn or Herman Gomez. He seems to be doing a good thing with uh, Kyle O'Quinn. Although I think Frank should start right now the way the Knicks are going. I'm not sure about that. But I but e- even if he I. I'm not mad at him starting, but Hardaway and Burke have a thing together already. They've already... Well, yeah, college, yeah. Exactly. So I don't want to separate that. I'd, I'd be trying to make that work. I'd be trying to see if that's still there. Because if it is, that's a great one-two punch. And Burke can play. Can Burke be your future point guard, though? That's a thing. If Hardaway is starting, I start Burke. 
I don't think Frank's ready. I bring Frank off the bench. I still think Frank can be a good point guard for this team when he's. When he's I do, but he makes a lot of really foolish decisions. Well, he's he a makes rookie. a lot of really, which is well, why I'm 19. not starting him he's now. 19. Which, which is why I'm not starting him now. Like, there's no, it's no crime. But yeah, nothing to lose right now. The way they're going. Eventually, I'm gonna give him the keys, but it's no crime to start trade. What twenty right and twenty five right now? They're falling down, mm, and this yeah. roach is making it worse because they're going jazz. Then they gotta face Golden State later on this road trip. Like they gotta face a lot of teams where we know they're not gonna win games because they suck on the road. Like if this is all the way around, they had a good road record. I'll be like, you know what? They have a chance to win these games and just split it. And then that's why you hope for a West Coast trip. There's at least four or five games. You just go two and three, or or if it's four games, you go two and two. Like you don't expect them to win all the games. Like you want to be greedy. Yeah, you want to win all four because mm-hmm. you want to like be going to the back home and a hot streak and all that stuff but it's so hard to win on the road and 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 sports overall like any sport you play it's always hard to win on the road because the crowd's against you you don't think you have your teammates and everything it's mm-hmm. still hard but yeah i just feel like though if i were the next though i think what i would do is i would talk in a three-way trade team trade with kimball walker and damian leonard I think the Hornets and the Knicks and another team should discuss a trade where you can put Kimball Walker on Portland. Then you put Dame Lillard on the Knicks and you do a lot of pieces around where they go around Hornets or the Portland Blazers. That's what I think well, would Hornets work. Could, the Hornets would do well with picks. Because they're, they're saying looking for trade options right now with Kimball Walker. So I'm like, you know what? If, if I was the Hornets, I think they're trying to rebuild. That's what I think. Because I think they don't they know they're not going anywhere with the Hornets team that they have right now and the constructed. So I'm thinking like what if Kimmel Walker and Daniel Leonard and the Knicks right now, they these three teams that could do a trade where they all work each other out, where Kimmel Walker goes to Portland on an expiring deal. And when he has like one year left in Portland, because I think Portland's not going anywhere either. Mm-hmm. Then you put Damian Lillard on the Knicks. Then you put some other pieces on the Hornets and the Portland. And I feel like that's what's going to help the Knicks grow because I feel like Damian Lillard will make Porzingis better and he'll make the team better. And you'll have that mentality of toughness and playing, especially when in big moments. He's, he's a big moment shot taker, Damian Lillard. So yes, we know so we know he's going to take the big shot when he has to or he's going to pass the Porzingis and make a big shot or whatever. But it definitely got to help his brand. They're both from Adidas, so I I assume they right, talk right, right. once in a while about things and stuff like that. Maybe playing together and everything. So, I mean, it's a pipe dream, but the way I see it, the Lillard tra- runs the point, right? Yeah. Okay. So the way I see it, the trade deadline is February eighth. So Knicks have I don't know a couple days, couple well, but probably two weeks to decide what they want to do. If they want to tank, or they gonna trade for somebody to maybe make a playoff run or something like that. So mm-hmm. no one knows for sure. But yeah, him being off the All Star snub, one of the players means he's got to get out of Portland. He should have been getting out of Portland though. Isn't this his, you said this is his last year or is it Kemba's last year? No, Kemba has like I think a one year left. I think, but he's making like twelve million, which is incredibly cheap for a point guard. Right. So I don't what's, know. What's the what's the? He's twenty seven. No, 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 not him. How much money is Lillard making? I have to check this actually because I know he just signed a contract, but I don't know how long the deal is. You know, he I know he said to him, to everybody in Portland like, well, you know, I'm a loyalist. I'm gonna stay here and this and that. And listen. I know you want to stay here, man, but in today's day, especially with all these players moving around, it's best if you just get out of the West and get into the East. I mean, for God's sakes, Gordon Haywood went to the Celtics because he knew he couldn't win in the West with the Utah Jazz, and he knew that for a fact. 
So he went to Boston, not only to play with his, with his college coach again, but to know that he has a chance to go get into the finals and stuff. Because I really feel like if Gordon Hayward was healthy with the Celtics, they have a legit chance of actually possibly being the Cavaliers and going to the finals. Damian Lillard agrees to five-year, $120 million extension with Portland. That was in 2015. So, he's, so, yeah, so right now he's making $24 million, looks like. 24.33. Yeah, and what well, it says it right here on Yahoo, but it says here that he's making 26. Oh, making 26, actually. He's making 26. And then, was it, 2018, 2019, 27? So the Knicks, right now, they got to look at it this from a cap situation. Can they actually hold on to Damian Lillard in this contract? Because mm-hmm. it's, a, it's actually not a bad deal. It's four years left on the deal. So mm-hmm. they pulled this tray off. They could keep him for four years, and it'd still be a good, you know, you keep point guard and everything. I mean, right now, how old is he? he I, think, I don't think he's the same age as, as Kemba Walker. Let me see right now. Um... Oh, yes, he is. He's 27 years old. So, he's 27. He's 6'3". He, 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 I think for him, I think How old is Walker? 27, too, I believe. But the same age. But less money and yeah. on a one-year deal, kind of. So, I mean, he, I know he's won a, a contract extension. But it's tough to say right now because the way I see it, the only way Knicks are going to trade for Kimmel Walker is if they believe that he's going to make a difference on their team. Which I don't think he will. I mean, he's good. But I don't think he's Damian Lillard good. Kimba, Kimba is very good. I mean, he's an all-star, but... That counts for a lot. He's not Damian Lillard. But he's still... if He's a cheap option. Like, if you're willing to trade... Which I'm not. Somebody for it, him. It depends on who we trade. You trade Courtney Lee. I would, Courtney Lee is a good player. He is, but... And we, we've got a log jam at the point guard right... No, listen, dude. Get <laughs> no. rid of Jared Jack. They're not going to get rid of Jared Jack. They need to get rid of Jared he, he's, Jack. He's better off the bench anyway. Get rid of Jarrett Jack. As far as I'm concerned, he's the weak link on this team. Damn, he's incredibly cheap right now. He has until next year. He's only making $12 million a year. Who? Kevin Walker. That's how much the, is, is Jarrett Jack making? I don't even think he's making a lot. <laughs> he's just like a... They got to match contracts, too. They can't just be trading people away. They're going to get a match. This is a 2K where you can override a trade, and mm-hmm. you can just like get somebody for no, like, no reason, something like that. I know in 2K, it's fun to do that stuff where you can override and get this player and this and that, but this is the real deal right now. Look, it, right now, Jared Jack is probably making like $1.5 million, which is nothing. So I'm just like, what can you do? Well, the one thing you can do with Jared Jack is play him off the bench, trade some pieces away to the Knicks. Look, I wish you could trade Joe I really wish you could. Maybe you could do some kind of deal with, with some other team where you could just pay like half of it and then they pay half of it and then you could trade him away. I, I don't know. I don't think that works in, ba- in basketball. You I know. You Jared Jack to a one year deal? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. He's 33, but he has a lot of knee issues. So we, we've seen that. I just that. think he's not good. I just think in a lot of positions, he cost us games. There are times I'm wondering whose team he's on. He'll pass the ball like the, the stupidest passes ever. From Frank, I expected he's a rookie. He's thinking too much. I don't care what he's doing. When you're a point. point guard, you think too much. You make bad passes. I think Trey Burke is a better. I think Trey Burke is better at the point than him. But he is. But Jeff Hornacek doesn't want to play him. I don't know why he doesn't want to play. He's playing you, one spur, and he's been. Have doing you seen the, these rumors about uh? Hornacek fired. I don't know. Yeah, Hornacek fired, and who his replacement would be. 
Mark Jackson. That's what they're saying. I don't think that's gonna happen though. Me neither, but that's because I have like inside information. I just why you gotta fire? This is the problem with the Knicks. They keep firing coaches left and right after one year or two, thinking you're gonna make consistency like that. You can't build consistency. You keep firing the coach after two years. That's a problem. That's why I we don't. Really, I, I agree. That's why we don't build any stability in this in this franchise because we keep firing people after a year or two, and then people complain, "Oh, we gotta rebuild again," and then rebuild for another two years, then rebuild another ten years. I mean, how many years have the Knicks have been rebuilding? Six years, seven since like twenty twelve when the Knicks were in the semifinals, and after that they just went downhill. Mm-hmm. Like, how many years have they been rebuilding? Like, it's gotta stop at some point. You gotta build stability. Well, I think that. <sighs> Hornacek was never my pick as a coach. But he's definitely not an all-star coach, I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Mark Jackson was always my pick as a coach. I'd be willing to rock with Mark based off what he did at Golden State. Everybody knows that he's the architect of that team. He put that thing together. He made it what it was. Everybody acknowledges that from Steve Kerr to every player that was there under Mark Jackson. They all still refer to him as coach. And he put them on the map. Nobody cared about Steph Curry like that. Or or uh, who's the other Splash Brother? Clay Thompson. Um, Clay. Nobody st- cared about Steph and Clay like that before he showed up and turned them into what they are. Draymond Green was not that guy before he showed up and turned them to what they are. And they've always been great on defense and offense. That's since he showed up and started doing his thing. I think Mark Jackson deserves a shot. I don't necessarily even think that you need to fire. Um, that you need to fire the coach we have now. I think he can come off the, you know. Well, assistant coach? I got to demote the guy to assistant coach. Like, he's got to accept that role. Well, listen, See, that had a no I'm job gonna, at all, bro. It's like, figure it out. You know it's going to be ego involved. He's going to say no. Okay, you well, then that. say no. And get rid of Kurt Rambis immediately. <laughs> Kurt Rambis is never going to. I'm telling you, Kurt Rambis is new Herb Williams. not going to be fired for the next 15 years. I don't know so somebody what clears the hell Cal- he's doing there, bro. I he, have he's, no he, idea. He's the new Herb Williams. He's going to be there for 15 years doing nothing. He's going to be around coaches, the same coaches, like new coaches every year. And then he's probably going to get let go at some point. Or he might just, I don't know. Coach retire. a college team or something, or retire. Yeah, coach. Where's Herb Williams now? He's with the uh, WNBA. Liberty. Is he? Oh, yeah. great. Good. Good. Great. Good. Great. Why is it no, good? Because Le- I, Liberty I, have been good, actually. Like, the Nixon's one has been horrible. Because I, I don't want to see Herb Williams without <laughs> a job. I like Herb Williams. I understand that he couldn't do much for the Knicks, but then again, he was never really given a shot. So if he's over there coaching the Liberty and they're getting busy, great. He's been developing Tina Charles for the Liberty, so and she's great. Been, she's been pretty good as a post player. But you know, there's an article. I know it's kind of relevant, but this is an article of the Liberty about Tina Charles becoming the Patrick Ewing of the WNBA, meaning they're going to be good every year and they don't they don't win the title, which is kind of horrible, which is bad. But I just hope that doesn't come to that conclusion. But they had a chance. Do they have a do they have a Michael Jordan level player in the WNBA? Maya Moore, maybe. She's not Michael Jordan level. She's the closest thing they have. She's not Michael Jordan. Uh, people people have to stop the revisionist history when we talk about Charles Barkley, P- Patrick Ewing, Miller, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The Charles Barkley. These people ran into Michael Jordan. We, you got you to gotta stop forgetting that. Everybody leaves that part out. They ran into Carl Malone, John Stockton. We're talking about some of the best players ever. From one of the illest eras ever, even um even uh Allen Iverson, like these people were consistently running into Michael Jordan, and then Kobe started emerging, and then Shaq was there. Like 
I mean, Dumbia has been growing though, but yeah, I don't. I no, mean, but when, when when people disrespect Patrick Ewan, it just always gets me. Like it doesn't upset me, but I'm always like, don't you guys remember what it was like? Maybe you weren't there. Maybe people weren't into basketball then. Maybe people were too young. But do you know what it's like to play in the era of a guy who's now regarded as one of the as the greatest basketball player that ever lived? I get it. It's You're true. in that era. Like this guy is here. Right no now. matter no matter what you do, where you are, how you wake up, <laughs> what training you do, no matter what, you are waking up in the Michael Jordan era. You know how deflating that is? Yeah. No matter how good you do, you're only gonna get butt so far. And then who did they lose to? The Spurs. Mm-hmm. Sure. The Spurs. Start the dynasty. The beginning of the dynasty, they lost to the Spurs. And aging Patrick Ewan took an L to Robinson and Duncan. <laughs> the combination of Robinson and Duncan. Like, come on, man. You got to... People got to chill out. People got to chill out. They do. But, yeah. But Maya Moore, they said he's the, she's the greatest winner in, w, in women's basketball history. Her one and lost record since high school is 497 78 so that's how you know she's been that's, very yeah, dominant. She's, pretty, <laughs> she's been very dominant. Nuts. Yeah, so I'm saying that's why she's the greatest winner. She's a four-time champion, MVP, Finals MVP, all that stuff. So she's a winner. So I guess you could maybe put her in the Michael Jordan WNBA sort of, even though they lost yeah, to the Lakers. They lost right. to Cat. Cat's probably had to win eventually because she she was about to be that player where she doesn't win and she's been talented and stuff. So she had to win mm-hmm. one at least. But they lost last year, but that was a close game. But thinking about the All Star game, um, so who do you think? Uh, I think LeBron's going to pick Durant. I think Curry's going to pick Giannis. And then from there on, I don't know who else is going to be picked. I think it should be live, the draft. That's just me. I think LeBron and Curry should be split screen, live, yeah, pick, I picking like that. that. I want to I like see that. I want to see that. I think he should pick the brow. He should get um, Anthony Davis. LeBron? So yeah. he should pick Durant. He should pick uh, Davis. So then you're going to have Curry pick Giannis. Then you're going to have Curry pick Joel B. Ah, that's funny. That's funny. Well, yeah. So he's just picking all the Eastern Conference and LeBron picks all the Western Conference like, people. Yeah, like I would, if, okay, okay, LeBron. Or right, picks James Harden. Or get Durant. Right? Yeah. But, you know what? It's, there's, there's really no one way to do it because whoever you pick, they're going to pick somebody else. Yeah. Whoever you pick, Steph's going to get somebody else. If Who picks first? LeBron, I believe. LeBron picks first? Yeah. Ooh, then somebody asked him, are you going to pick the Kevin Durant? He's he like, oh, yeah, he, he's thinking about it. He's like, yeah. I'm thinking about that. I want to win, so, you know, I'm big Durant. He might actually go get Durant. Just to win games. Now, yeah. if he picks Durant, who do you pick as Steph Curry? Giannis. Counterattack. Okay, counter. Counterattack. Because you get you Giannis, be on defense. Giannis just as long as Durant. You can't pick play. Harden and then yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. on the board. That's, like, that's, that's just crazy. Yeah, because then it's too many rebounds, yeah. So, yeah, I had Giannis. More and, athleticism. Then, and then you're LeBron and you pick who? I pick James Harden. Okay, and now you pick... DeRozan. DeRozan? Okay. Yeah. Okay, see, me, I would have went in a different direction. I would have got Carl Anthony Towns. If he's an option. Hmm? If he's an option. I think he is. I, he? I, I, by Tuesday, we'll find out who the reserves right, are. Right, okay. So Porzingis is probably going to be there as a reserve. So there you go. And though no. I don't think Porzingis should be an all-star this year. I think he needs to be a little bit more hungrier and say to himself, I could play much better than I'm playing right now. I think, yeah, I think he should chill out. But he if he's an all-star, he's probably going to be happy about it but i don't think he's gonna be satisfied he's a reserve i think he wants to be the starter i think for some reason the players picked him over joel and b 
mm-hmm. for the all-star votes. Maybe he could have been the starter for Zingas if he played much better in the last couple of months. But, yeah, um, if he's an all-star, he's an all-star. I'm not going to kill him or anything. I just want him to be more hungrier, though. But, yeah, I think I can see Curry pick Porzingis then. But later on, not now. Mm-hmm. If, if, if LeBron picks Towns, Curry will pick Porzingis. I believe that. I believe that. Call Anthony Towns for KP. Cat for KP. I can see that. LeBron doesn't even have a point guard yet. Who? LeBron doesn't even have a point guard yet. Who's he going to pick? LeBron? Yeah. He's going to pick Irving? <laughs> That's oh, my gosh. That's funny. Is he on the team again? He could pick his boy. He could pick Irving. No, he could pick um CP3. Is CP3 an all-star? I don't know. Maybe not this year. I don't know. Might be snubbed. Might pick his banana boat. Boy. Might pick Westbrook. Might pick the Curry. So you got Westbrook and Durant the same team again. Gosh, man. Again, and you got James Harden. We almost have OKC. You've had these three dudes and just trading MVPs. I know. I'm pretty sure Harden's gonna get it this year. If he stays healthy, you got it. I'm pretty sure he's gonna. get But Curry it. and Durant so, in discussion now too. So that would make, but that would make if he got it, that would make all three of them mm-hmm. dudes who all played for one team. Yeah. You just gave away three MVPs, three scoring champions, three, like... You know what? I could see a scenario where Harden, Durant, and Westbrook all team up again. Later on? I can see it. That I really could. Mad. I think Durant, since he won a title, he's like, you know... I mean, unless he was wants to stick with the Warriors for, like, forever and, and, team, and be though? a dynasty or whatever, but... The Knicks. I definitely... Oh, <laughs> I definitely Every, don't see him leaving... Um, uh, Golden State anytime soon. Well, yeah, that's what he's I'm saying. He's going to get at least two more rings out of them. Maybe two or three. About, yeah, two or three. I th- that's why I said at least two. You think if they get like three more rings as a group, you think they split it up? Or they just say, you know what, let's retire together. How many would that be all together? Four? Well, it'll be five for Curry. It'll mm-hmm. be four for Durant. And, the you know, Draymond Thompson, of course, it'll be five for five them, too. Them. I, I think, I honestly, and this is a good question. Yeah. I think they run till the wheels fall off. I think the first time they have like a losing season and things really start going downhill, they break it up. But until that happens, I think that group is going to stay exactly how it is. I think as long as they can maintain the salaries, yeah. And Durant has already shown that he's willing to take pay cuts to get everybody paid. Curry just got his big check. I don't think he needs another two hundred million dollar deal next year. You know what I mean? So I think he'll they'll distribute that. Like Clay will get a. A max contract, and this guy will get a max contract, and you know what I mean. Like I think, I think they're gonna try and keep those four pieces together, no matter what. Four pieces being Durant, Curry, Clay, and Draymond. Curry, they're gonna picking. go out of their way to keep those four dudes on on deck. Um, Curry's peaking too, apparently, according mm-hmm. to Draymond and other people. Saying that, and Thompson's been playing well too. I think so. in, until one of them decides to retire. Just okay. I'm I think done. they all retired together. Say it again. I think they all retired together. I can see that too. And I the dynasty. I mean, after you get four or five rings. Wait, if you get four or five rings, is that, let's say they all get five. Well, let's say Curry, Draymond, and Thompson get five, and Durant gets four because you know he just came in and everything. Right. Where you put Curry in all-time ranks and point guards though? Second, one, top five, one, past two, past Magic. He's got more rings. Greatest shooter of all time. Got Might even break the three-point yeah. shooting. Yeah. Yeah. 
he's got two MVPs. Yeah, probably more by the time. If he's if he wins if he wins this year for some crazy way, because he's been the most important Warrior player when he's on the court. Facts. His his plus and minus is better than Durant. No, forget about it. Yes, yeah, not, not even so, a question. Not even yeah. a debate. So it's like if he wins another MVP, let's just say, and he wins five rings in total out of six, which would be an incredible record for him. Because he would have been Michael Jordan if he didn't lose in the finals and against the Cavaliers would have been six and zero. But yeah, I mean Curry, I would put him two, one. You could you can even you can make a debate for one if he gets five, and you can make a debate. Well, I don't think you can make a debate for two. I think he's probably number two if it's all said and done. Probably if he Magic got what three? He got five. Magic got five. He gets five. You could make a discussion. You could make a debate. Yeah, he's totally, number one. Absolutely, number one best point guard of all there, time. There's, there's, there'll be a. Uh, in terms of shooting, passing, rebounding, presence. What's his assists I've, I've, look like? He's he's been known to be like a. But the thing is, they play as a team, so he's, this is going to be down to like five or six, most likely, right. or seven, yeah, depending right. on. Because you know, they play as a team, they assist, and Green gets most of the assists, and Durant's been getting more assists now too. So, and of course, you have Equal who's been like the unsung hero, and he can possibly be in the Hall of Fame. For sure, equal dog. That whole team might Hall of Fame. Equal dog could be a Hall of Famer. Facts. Curry, Curry, it's not gonna be a Hall of Famer. Tom's gonna be a Hall of Famer. Durant's already a Hall of Famer. We already mm-hmm. saw that coming. But yeah, like you can make a Does lot. Does Green of, make it into the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I think he should because he he's been he's gonna be an All Star again. He's gonna be he was a great defensive player of the year, which LeBron's never had in his career either. Thompson has been an All Star. Thompson can be known as a top five shooting guard of all time. And even shooter wise, he can be probably second to Curry of being the one of the greatest shooters in the in the game, mm-hmm. really, because he has a quick release and he and he's really good when he's on point. Like he's on, he get on fire and stuff like that. Completely agree. He's like a Reggie Miller two point but better three point shooting because he actually played like Reggie Miller. Because he actually played like Reggie Miller running around the screen trying to get a shot. He's got he got a post up game now. He's playing better than Reggie Miller and everything. He can, so he'll take it. And dunk. Yeah, so he's actually like much better than Reggie Miller. He was in his prime or whatever. So yeah, I could see that. And then is he thing with discussion with LeBron? Is he top five all time player? I mean, you could say that. Yeah, is he two? Is he three? Is he four? LeBron's probably like four right now. Cause you got Bird, you got Magic, you got Jordan. No one talks about Bill Russell though. Oh, no one talks about Shaq or, or Jabbar. Different ever. Shaq should be in discussion in that too. Top five greatest players. And Jabbar, because he's like the all time leading scorer in NBA Most history. Dominant. Yeah. Most dominant. I mean, at 38,000. I, I put Kobe before uh, LeBron. Kobe's still before LeBron. I, yeah, yeah. I still say and that. My, a, lot of people, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, LeBron, this and that. He's better than Kobe. And, and I think that. in their yeah. primes, Kobe would have been handing it to LeBron. Yeah. I think prime time Kobe. I'm talking about number eight. Yeah. I think number eight, Kobe yeah. against number 24, LeBron. They both come in the league at the same time. I think I think Kobe's killing LeBron this prime, all yeah. day. I think I think he's, he's dunking on him, doing post, the bird hand, postering him. Can't wait to get into the game, killing LeBron. I think he's killing. Kobe's ninety five overall in two K, smacking his eight. shots out of the sky. <laughs> like I think he's killing. I think on defense, offense, every every yeah. aspect. I think he's just murdering LeBron. Well, even for a skinny guy, yeah, he's still killing. Period. Him. Yeah. Period. Period. Because Kobe was long. And could muff a shot. Michael Jordan was long too. That's my point. And he got big hands. That's my point. I want to see Jordan in this prime against LeBron in this prime too. I think I think <laughs> Jordan's killing him. <laughs> I think he'll dunk on him. I can see that. I think. See, the thing is, I'm all these players we're mentioning. I think most of them 
those '90s eras players, I think most of them would serve Bron. I don't think he'd be ready. You think Magic would serve LeBron? I think he'd spin him, passing him in front of his spin faces and everything him. like like that. Spin, put him in a blender. <laughs> I think he'd spin LeBron, just cook the hell out of him. I I, I just Larry Bird would. Of course. I've been known being the biggest trash talker in NBA history. See, and so, here's the thing. Yeah. I don't hate LeBron. I don't hate LeBron either, but I think LeBron's LeBron, amazing. I think, I think Le- that pass he did the other night. Oh, yeah, yeah, Through uh, that was like three a guys' That was like a Wade. 2K pass. Oh, my God. That was, a, that was amazing. <laughs> that was a 2K pass right I there. I can truly say I've never seen anything like like I've seen between the legs. Well, I've seen behind the back. Well, Magic, you've I've seen, seen that, no yeah. looks. I've yeah. never seen all three of them at the same time. I've never seen that. From any one guy. I mean, Magic's presence on the court when he was playing, it was like a big impact, just passing and everything, and you could see everything, and rebounding and scoring, of course. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah so he might be the dominant player at that time, and Larry but Bird, of course. he was a 6'9 point guard. Yeah. Like, that's that's that wasn't heard of back then. Yeah, it was. Point guards were smaller dudes. He mm-hmm. was a 6'9 point guard. You couldn't D him. Yeah. And in the open court, he was killing you. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think LeBron in his prime versus Kobe in his prime, I think Kobe, I think Kobe murders him. Yeah, I don't even think it's fair. <laughs> That's why I don't even because Kobe on his decline was killing Bron. Like yeah. as he started going down, he started just handing it to LeBron. He was still handing it to LeBron religiously. The that last All Star yeah. game he played, yeah, he was just killing him. Post up game, all that stuff. Yeah, that turnaround jumper that you just couldn't stop to save your life. And whenever Kobe got hot, it was over. <laughs> That's true. Over, over for everyone. It was over for everyone. Phil Jackson had a quote saying, um, he said, uh, who got hotter, Michael Jordan or uh, Kobe Bryant? Yeah. He said Kobe would get hotter than Jordan. He said Jordan took less time to get hot. Kobe will shoot you out of a game trying to get hot. But once Kobe is hot, there's yeah. no one. He was like, I, he's hot like I've never seen. He's, he, he, his, his quote was, once Kobe got to that place, he was he was hotter than anything I've ever seen in my life. I think most people, when you get into that zone, when anything that you do, you just don't, you don't feel anything, mm-hmm. but you don't think either. You just mm-hmm. do it, and it just becomes instinct, and it's like you're in the zone. You but he see said Kobe was hotter mm-hmm. than Jordan when he got hot. He's like when he got there, <laughs> he was like, "But he'll shoot you out of the game trying to get hot." But not Jordan. Jordan is more because you look at Jordan's shot selection in his career. He's always been known to take good shots. Yeah, most range. of the time, yeah, most of the time he takes good shots. He doesn't rush it. Doesn't force nope. it. He's very, very Mid-range good at shot selection. Yeah, he's very good at shot selection. He doesn't mm-hmm. take that many threes, but when he does take threes and he's on point, mm-hmm. can't really stop Jordan. At all, because he's a he could dunk on people and mm-hmm. he, you do whatever he wants. He's the king of circus shots, Jordan. Like you could talk about Dwayne Wade and all those guys. Like he's the king of circus shots. I don't mm-hmm. know how he makes these shots sometimes. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me with these shots. It's incredible. He just spins around like he makes it in and one on some big guy and mm-hmm. in a tough era where he tack like hit him and everything. And he still makes it. Put a hand over his whole face. Yeah, like it's incredible. Yep. But, but yeah. If you ask me Kobe versus LeBron in his prime, both dudes in their prime, it's not even close. I wonder if they're going to be an All-Star game, Kobe Bryant. Maybe it'll be an All-Star weekend and looking at these games. I hope he's there. I hope he's there, too. But, you know, the reserves are on Tuesday, so we'll find out exactly who the rest of the people are, and then we'll see Thursday who they pick, mm-hmm. which would be interesting. But we got 
actually not that much time because we, we have talked for over an hour already which is crazy but it's an interesting conversation about the nba and everything that's happening right now but football wise you know i look at these these uh spreads right now because you mm-hmm. know the championship games this weekend because minnesota had the greatest comeback in nfl history i mean the greatest winning walk-off touchdown in NFL mm-hmm. i've ever seen when i saw that play <clears throat> me and my brother were watching and we were like he was telling me like you know that's what happens when you put the hit stick too early in Madden when you when you go like <laughs> and you did it so well he's like but you just dunked down like you're trying to you try to tackle and make that hit in Madden like you miss it and then you score for a touchdown Dude, yeah and that was if I were a Saint fan you know I didn't even I'd go be crushed yeah that happened to the Giants crushed. or the Jets? If that's the Jets, oh my God, yeah, I would. Crushed. If I was a Saints fan right now, I'd be in perfect. Breeze was like, I know Breeze was so mad, yo. He was Sick. crying. I think he was crying in the locker room after it, but he was very, very upset, man. Because that was his only chance while he won a Super Bowl. He was getting old and everything. Mm-hmm. Maybe next year, but just this year, the way it was going, they were going to be the most balanced team. Maybe had a chance to beat the Eagles for sure because they have Nick Foles as quarterback. absolutely circus shotted them out of them. Yeah. Out of just a lucky pass. That was just incredible. Lucky. But now you got Minnesota and Philadelphia. Minnesota becomes three-point favorites. So listen, I think the Vikings have a chance to win this game because of their defense and running game. I believe what life is going to be like if Tom Brady sees his six ring. If he wins it. Can you believe what it'll be like? He should just retire. If he sees ring number six. Yeah, he should retire. At 40. Just retire. Why you gotta Why you gotta keep going? Like You just want to die on the field or something? Like I said, you, that's what you're telling everybody. You just want to die in the field. Maybe he wants <coughs> to see if he can get seven. Nah, come on, man. At six, if you got six, you just match Jordan of all-time sports history. Like Just, just stop already. seven, you pass him. Yeah, you're in the Bill Russell conversation. Boston yeah. history. Boston history, Bill Russell. And football. Yeah. That's the greatest of all time, man. There's, there's nothing there. He's the like, greatest quarterback of all time. He thinks he's trying to be the greatest football player of all time if he wins the sixth ring. He's not better than Aaron Rodgers, but we already know that. Well, it's just like the same conversation we had with uh, Joe Montana and Dan Marino. You know, Dan Marino was on the 49ers. Would he have as many rings as Joe Montana has 4-0 right. and everything? You know, it's the same conversation. Marino is like our Rod- Rodgers. is like our Marino of this generation, except that Rodgers has a Super Bowl, so he mm-hmm. kind of already passed God. it. Yeah, because if you didn't have a Super Bowl, then he's just that talented. That sucks. Right. But I think Rodgers is going to have, like, maybe two more, and then I think that's it for him. That's what I think. I could be wrong. Maybe, maybe he could be 4-0, and too, or something. Because Rodgers has a talent, but he needs a defense. That's the thing about Brady always had. He had a defense. And going into this game, you know, they're like, man, actually, the spread has changed now. Now it's 7.5. The, oh, the Patriots are, are only favorite now. now. I think just now, yeah. But 7.5. But, like, before it was 9. So it went down, not seven and a half, against Jacksonville, who's known to have a great defense. defense. Elite level one of the, defense. They're not as good as the Vikings, but the Vikings are number one defense in the league. But they're still pretty good. They could rush to the quarterback. And now you hear reports about Brady with his hand hurt and everything. Right. Listen, if they doesn't play this game and he's injured or whatever, I don't want to hear the excuse that they lost because Brady injured his hand. Yeah. I don't want to hear that excuse. Even this with playoffs. this protest, there's a very good chance that I may catch some of these games. Not because I'm watching them at my house, but I can see myself being at a party where the game is on. Are you going to watch the Super Bowl? Or are you going to protest I, the Super Bowl? It's probably the same thing. It's probably <laughs> yeah. the same thing. Like, I won't watch it in my house because I won't add to individual ratings. Yeah. But I can see somebody is going to have, like, a Super Bowl party. Yeah, always. Like, my friends or my family or something like that. They're going to have, like, some kind of Super Bowl party. And I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to say no just because of what's going to be on television. And quite frankly, the halftime show and the commercials are, like, my favorite part. Yeah, because it might show Black Panther. And it might show Avengers. Which I'm super... 
They gotta show a sneak peek of Avengers most likely on another scene or whatever. I'm not, I'm not happy with this Avengers thing. I well, think they why? need to chill because I feel like they're taking the air out of Black Panther. The movie hasn't even aired yet. But Black Panther's gonna lead into Avengers most likely the ending or whatever. Yeah, which totally. But you gotta chill out. And then the Soul Stone is definitely in yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Like we know this. X Men. I think they gotta show a trailer of X Men or some sneak commercial or whatever of the Dark Phoenix saga. Cause there's a, I remember reading it at Timmy Weekly. There was a concept art of from um, her in space, some her power, I guess, is erupting in space. So I could see that being a trailer, which would be insane. Cause I've never been in space, X Men. But yeah, Avengers. Yeah, I could see it. I already said it before. Avengers. I'm probably gonna watch it with a group, cause it's that big. And when tickets are on sale, I was just like, you know what? We gotta buy that day because it's probably gonna be sold out after that day or two I or predict, a week. I predict somebody getting robbed for their Avengers tickets. The tickets just to watch them. Oh my totally, gosh! I totally. It's gonna be predict. a packed house though when you watch somebody, the movie. You gotta get. Oh my god. Okay. I I don't think I'm gonna be seeing it on opening night. The next day. Maybe. I think I'm gonna see like on Saturday most likely. I'm gonna try, but I don't want to be. Overwatched. On that line. Was this long? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you out there all night. Like, people are going to... I think there's going to be like when the new Jordans come out. People are <laughs> camping overnight. Like, I can see some geeks deciding to get together, grab some tents and $50, and go chill out on the concrete all night so they're the first ones to get tickets and then stand in line so they're the first ones to get the good seats. And I'm not sitting, you know, right underneath the screen. That can't happen. So, I don't know, man. That's going to be interesting, though. The Super Bowl, the, the commercials, I want to see what they show. Because they should show something in the trailer. See what else they show during the Super Bowl. I also want to see if Justin Timberlake decides to make a uh, Kaepernick statement. Maybe he does. Comes out with a seven jersey on. I want to see how this goes. Maybe. I just hope he doesn't embarrass himself like last time he was on the halftime show. Which is bad. Uh, but, I yeah. He, I hope he brings out Janet. So let's say if New England wins, but because I, I, I know New England's probably gonna win somehow in this close game against Jacksonville, and the Vikings are gonna find a way to. I pick Vikings to win on the road. I think they're gonna find a way and then host their Super Bowl first time in NFL history at their own home turf, which would be interesting. But let's say it's New England and Minnesota. I'm picking Philly. New England, you picking Philly? Yeah. Wow. Wait, because they're playing at home. Think their defensive running game is gonna help them out playing at home. I mean, it is gonna be different weather conditions. I know that, especially at night. Philly. But let's say it's New England and Minnesota, right? And New England is two-point favorites over Minnesota, which probably will change as the game gets closer. Maybe it will be even. Maybe Minnesota gets a one-point favorite. We don't know. But that Super Bowl will be a little bit interesting because you have Brady and you have that defense and you have a backup quarterback and maybe they'll win. They're playing at home. They have maybe home field advantage. They have all the fans in Minnesota, especially Super Bowls at Minnesota. It will be interesting to see. How that affects Brady and the whole team. Do you think the Super Bowl should be best two out of three? No. Because football is a sport where you need to play one game at a week because it's just too much too much on the body. But imagine having the Super Bowl twice. No. Because then the other team, especially if you have the Patriots, will just figure out a game plan to, to somehow, or the other well, team will figure out a game. If it's two out of three, then that's it. It's always been one game, though. Even sports. Yeah, I mean, I football, it's always been one game. And that's what makes the wild card so interesting when you're a wild card team because anything could happen true, and you can true, win true, it all. Baseball is also kind of like that because if you're a wild card team, even though it's four out of seven, whatever, you could have a chance to be hot at a series and dominate or whatever. So it's different. 
basketball is almost like you need home field home court advantage otherwise you're probably gonna lose unless you're like a great six seed or seven seed team or something like that you just bust out but New England and Philadelphia, New England seven-point favorites over Philadelphia, which I'm not surprised because Nick Foles is not quarterback. I think if Carson Wentz was quarterback, I think it would have been a different story. Maybe it would have been even or whatever. So I can see both of these Super Bowls. Well, New England and Minnesota could be close game. New England and Philadelphia can be a blowout. I can see that. Uh, Minnesota and Jacksonville, which nobody probably ever wants. But if that happens, Minnesota will be five-and-a-half-point favorites over Jacksonville. And I can see Vikings winning the Super Bowl. And Case Keenum keeping his job as starting quarterback, Super Bowl, MVP, all that stuff. So anything could happen there. And then Jacksonville and Philadelphia, two point two and a half favorites for Jacksonville over Philadelphia. So all these scenarios can happen, but I think the way I see it is that New England's probably going to win, and Minnesota's probably going to win, and they're going to meet. And then from that point on, anything could happen. That's okay. just me. So we'll see. We'll see. But hopefully it's a good game this weekend because, I mean, last weekend was great. Ending. Right. I mean, that was incredible. That was incredible. That was incredible Couldn't though. stop seeing the highlights. Everybody was shocked when that happened, that play. Nonstop. Walk-off touchdown in NFL history. That's never happened in the postseason. Insane. Right out of Madden, like you said. Yeah, he just missed tackle and that's it. And he was like, just gone. Gone. Straight line. And the Diggs had like his 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 uh, swinging home run like bat flip basically with the helmet just flipped it up there and he got and he's just celebrating it was incredible. But that's good to do for today's show, guys. I know next week when we talk about a little bit of the Super Bowl matchup and maybe a little bit about the NBA stuff of the All Star, we're gonna see what's gonna happen in All Star weekend. So you can follow me at Morinish Ten. I'm at Mr. Mech. This is all the latest episodes or past episodes we have on our SoundCloud account. Or called Slam City, of course. And if you listen to all the social media stuff, just check it out on our uh, Facebook and Twitter. See you next week. Peace.